go. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Paper Profits Podcast. This is Ed Longley. Everyone else, introduce yourselves. <laughs> They're having trouble laughing. So we'll go with John and yeah. Tennessee. Re no, redo re that. You don't like him? That you don't, was you don't like I it? I wasn't ready for it. Go, go for it and go. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Paper Profits Podcast. My name is Ed Longley, and we have two other folks on the other couch in New Jersey. Let's hear from them who they are. <laughs> Tennessee Moyer. Jospiration. <laughs> Nice. And tonight, what we're going to do is try to get to know me a little bit better. Tennessee started the podcast and welcomed me to join. And part of the reason of tonight's episode is talk about why. So my answer would be is partially from Tennessee. He got me interested in podcasts, listening to them specifically, namely Brad Lee. And I felt that it's been a huge change in my mindset, in my motivation, the things I want to accomplish, just my goals in life. And I think it's something that when these guys go out and do stuff and a lot of them are doing it for free, it's sharing information to people that otherwise wouldn't have access to it. And the amount of change that I see that's happened to me, I can only imagine being able to help someone else in that sense. If I can provide any of those things to help make them make a better decision, even if it's one decision at a time to better themselves and better where they're at, better the world in general. And I think that that positive mindset in myself and wanting that for others has just contrib contributed to me becoming a better person. And it keeps happening, keeps happening. And I see the results from staying at it. And some days I don't want to, and some days it's hard. And some days it's, I want to just sit and do nothing, you know, and I found the days that I don't do that, I actually get up and I go do what's on my list or the things that I've chosen for myself to do that I know are moving me forward. I feel better at the end of the day, you know, and when I lay down in bed, I can put my head back on the pillow and think, wow, I'm proud of what I did and what I accomplished and the things that I've done. And it, it allows me to rest a lot easier. And with the easier rest, I get better sleep and can get up more motivated to attack the world again, you know? So it's, it's an overall mindset that I've gathered from other podcasters, not only Bradley, I've listened to a lot of Andy Fasilla. Um, I'm on Ed Milet right now. And a few others that I've listened to, um, even even things like TikTok, where they have uh, David Goggins or Jordan Peterson, a lot of these guys that go out and just do these things to help people escape their mind, because it's so easy to do nothing and sit around and bitch about what you don't have or what you're, you can't do or other things that people have. And the reality is, is if you get out and want to do it bad enough, you can do it yourself. I mean, you can't have everything, but you can have anything you want if you want it bad enough. So I think that's part of the reason that I thought it would be awesome to be involved with a podcast with a couple of guys that I enjoy chatting with. I've learned things from, and I can see that they're on a path that's, they want to move forward. So getting with people that are on a path in a direction that I want to head will only help me to continue to move towards that direction. So I think getting people that are good for me around me and doing things that are good for me will allow me to help other people more and allow me to choose how I help them to do the best that I feel like I can for them. And I think over time, that's what you're building your own wealth in how much you can help people. And a side benefit of that would be is the financial benefit. It will come with that. And I think people miss out on focusing on helping people. If they get too caught up in the money, they may get the money, but even if they do, they're not happy. You know, when you get 
when you're able to help people, you can fulfill your goals of doing good, then that's what's going to fulfill you. Not all of it just about having more dollars. You know, dollars help you do a lot of good, but it's not what actually makes you happy. It's the the doing good. You know, if you can help people that are struggling, you know, or in a tough situation. So I think that that about sums up why I wanted to jump on this. I think it's going to be a lot of cool things we talk about and there's going to be some neat people that get interviewed and I've seen this on other podcasts and I'm super excited to have the opportunity to ask questions for, to some of these people that I would normally get to see on another show or listen to them talk to another host. So if I can build up a show that people find value in enough and hopefully someday I'm looking back and talking about how crappy these episodes are because we're so much doing so much better. You know, it's the thing I've also learned is, is if you don't start, you're never going to get good because you got to suck first. So I think that about sums it up. The things I think we're going to talk about on this show, I hope a lot of it has to do with making money and positive mindset and different perspectives on life and what different paths people take. You know, I work in construction and I do mainly cabinets. So I get to meet a lot of different customers each day and they certainly have unique stories that I've heard. And I've realized that everyone has a unique story, you know, whether it's me, John, 10 or the next guy, you know, and getting the opportunity to talk to them and hear their stories. And sometimes like Bradley says, it's not always learning what to do. Sometimes you learn what not to do. So everyone can provide a valuable lesson. And if you can use that and take a little tidbit that allows you to move forward, then I think that's pretty awesome. So hopefully you can expect to hear a lot of information that's not only going to motivate you, as well as some tips that might make you some money and hopefully overall just make you a better person so that you can help make yourself and the world a better place for everyone to live and hopefully solve somebody's problems. If everybody worked together to make it better, then I think it would be instead of everybody bitching about what's wrong. And so... Now, a little bit about me. I'm originally from New Jersey. I'm up where Tennessee and John are from. And I decided sometime after high school, I think after college, that I was sick of the cold and wasn't going to live up in the snow anymore. And I was going to do something about it. I didn't give a shit if I went broke doing it. I was going to do it. So I did. You know, I moved down and, and I haven't missed, missed it at all. I love it. It's warm down here. The, I mean, the summers are hot. But it was hot up north, so the difference is I don't get snow. It's I can go out and play tennis in the wintertime. You know, it, it sometimes is confusing because I'm used to always looking forward to the summer, and now I look forward to the winter. So it's a perspective change, as well as the water used to be on the East Coast, and now I'm on the West Coast of Florida, so the water is on the west of me. So that took a little while to get used to driving the opposite way relative to the water. And... Um, I think something, the things of value I could bring to the show would have to do with in, say, the construction industry. I've I've remodeled homes since I was a teenager um, over the last almost 20 years now. Uh, so I've seen a lot of the different concerns and things that have, we've been able to manage or overcome. And, you know, sometimes you look at it and you're scratching your head and, you know, you grab a buddy and you put your heads together and you figure out a solution. So hopefully that's kind of what we'll put together in this podcast where we can get John in Tennessee and myself and, you know, bounce ideas off. And some of them are going to be silly. Some of them may be stupid. Some of them may be awesome. You know, let's hope there's just one or two of them that can touch you, the listener, and make you want to share it with somebody else and help make themselves better or make yourself and the next person pass it on. So 
I think that the most important thing that you could take away from the podcast is just knowing that you can do whatever you want. And the hardest part is just believing in yourself. You know, once you actually believe in yourself, the rest is easy. You know, it's making the decision of what you want, what you want to accomplish, why you want to accomplish it. And then at that point, just working towards it. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's something that just takes hard work. So if you can keep putting in hours and keep putting in a couple extra minutes, a couple extra, you know, hours here, it doesn't, you know, just keep doing a little bit more, a little bit more and it compounds. If you do nothing today, you're, you're worse off than you were because now you're older with less shit, you know, done. Whereas if you keep making progress, you're a little further, a little further. And now these things that seem like huge obstacles, you can overcome them. You've seen yourself succeed in small situations and you've shown yourself confidence that you can trust what you say. When you tell yourself you're going to do something, you do it and you get up off your ass and you go do it. And it may not be easy. And it's probably not because the things worth doing generally aren't easy. You know, if it's easy, there's not a lot of value in it. So if you can do the hard things, you're building value for yourself, for others and for the, for everything. And when you're putting those good vibes out, it's what comes back. You know, it's, I'm a big believer of karma where, you know, do right, do good. And that's what you get back. You know, you put out bad, you get bad back. So you may be able to snake someone the first time or, you know, do some shady stuff and get away with it a couple of times. And ultimately it's not worth it because you're eventually, it's going to bring something back to you. Whereas if you can go out and do something a little extra good or a little extra for somebody, then maybe they notice it and maybe they do a little extra for the next person. And you're not necessarily doing it just so they notice you do it. You're doing it for yourself to be a better you because you want to be proud of who you are, you know? So like I've heard Ed Milet say, he says that when he dies, he imagines me and God and God introduces him to what version of him, the best version of him. And he doesn't want to be a stranger to that guy. And I can appreciate that where if I don't know that guy, then how would I feel where if I can work each day to get closer I may not be the same guy, but I can be at least some, you know, partially or recognize him or, you know, be damn close and keep trying that, you know, I know that I did the best I could and, you know, I'll be proud of it. You know, this is somebody who doesn't. And, and you wonder why people are sitting around doing nothing and oh, I can't go do this because I'm depressed. Well, no shit. You're sitting there doing nothing. You know, what is, what do you have in your life to be proud of? You know, what if you went out and just you went for a walk or, you know, it's something simple that shows you have effort to put towards yourself. So I think that my goal is just kind of share my experiences. I'd be happy to talk about customers I interact with and what I've gained from it or what lessons I've learned. And I like to try to take a different perspective, play devil's advocate. I would say making someone think differently about the situation is one of my favorite things to do. So I try to ask questions that'll make you look at it from a different angle and see things in a different light. And hopefully it can bring some clarity to you or maybe me as a result as well. And overall, I think that it's just going to be a fun experience with my buddies that we'll get to look back on in the future and say, hey, man, we did something and let's make it to 100 episodes so I can get on Brad Lee's fucking podcast, man. <laughs> I think that's about all I have for the moment. Unless That's you got some questions or something you think is worth me talking about, I'd be happy to keep on going. Uh, do you have a question for him? I, I'll go. I don't care. No, no. I basically covered everything. I did cover everything. I mean, I'll talk about myself and why I started the podcast, and then I'll let John talk. But 
reason why I started this podcast was one, because I figured it'd be fun. Even if nobody hears this, I can talk about random things that have been on my mind with like-minded people. And I would say second was to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Ed, I just want to help people. So even if this podcast doesn't do anything, but it helps one person to me, I've done more than enough, you know, now I hope that it helps as many people as possible, but at the end of the day, like I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like Ed said, the show's mainly going to be about finances. I mean, there will be times where we kind of veer off into Wonderland and some tinfoil hat type stuff. But I would say mainly like the main topics are going to be finance related, whether that's real estate, crypto, stock, 401k, whatever. Um, But a little bit about me. Like Ed said, we all grew up in the same area. I grew up mainly like a little above average, like. I would say well off. And then 08 happened and my parents filed for bankruptcy. So I've seen both sides of the coin. I've seen good times and I've seen bad times. I've been, um, since 18, I haven't lived with my parents, right? So there were times where I was dead broke, where I was scrounging for coins in my car just to buy a $1 McChicken just to feed me for the day. So like, trust me, I've had the whole crying in the shower experience and I've also had the I can buy whatever I want to a certain extent it's experience too. So to anybody listening, you're talking to the man that's, that's seen ever. You're frozen. I don't know if you can hear me. Yo, welcome back. Jeez, you froze. Fuck. Yo, welcome back. Goodbye again. Hello. Shit's changing. All right, we're back. Anyway, anyway, mindset. Yeah, so mindsets. No, no. What? Hold up. What's going on? Tell us a little bit about your problems, Tennessee. Share with us what's going on. Got plenty of room in the basement. Can you hear us? Yep. Okay, I think we're good now. I think. Fuck, anyway, yeah, what was the problem? I don't know. We lost internet for Jeez. a minute. Steph didn't pay huh. the bill. That's not good. Anyway, mindset. Mindset's huge for me for all the reasons I've already said, right? Like, your mindset can make you go one way or another. It just, it's all about what you're thinking about. So if you have good vibes and you think you're going to do something, then chances are you'll do it, whether that's heroin or make money, right? So, like... Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer, like whatever you put into your head is going to happen. Yep. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, because your brain is going to filter out the things that aren't leading you towards that and then filter you in towards the things that you are looking forward. So, I mean, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. 100%. And that's why, like, I'm a big person on like the whole cold shower thing. Cause it's like, as soon as I'm done taking a regular shower, boom, I don't even give my brain a second to think. It's just boom, cold. And then I can see I have an advantage for, for two to three minutes. A lot of respect. I have an advantage of Florida, so it doesn't get quite as cold and it's getting warmer out. So then I can do it. I don't know if I've worked all the way up to that level of you yet. Mindset, bro. It's mindset. You can do it. You're just choosing not to do it. Correct. Choice. It's the ability to make a choice is the mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm 100%. choosing not to. Right. And <laughs> like a yeah, bitch, I mean, I don't we know. talked about it, but, but yeah. I'm also. I like to think the way David Goggins thinks. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you said, I don't want to 
die and go to heaven and then be like, well, this is what you were like, boom, 200 pounds ripped, uh, multi-millionaire blah 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 and it's just like dude who are you talking about that's not me and it's just like well this is what i designed you to be and it's just like oh shit that's a smack in the face right so like mm -hmm. why not live your life to the fullest so that way when you when that time does come you can be like i gave it my all correct correct you know so i hope to bring on some really cool guests and i hope that you guys can bring on some really cool guests and like joe rogan says i'm just a stupid person asking stupid questions to really smart people you know, and that's yeah. how you get smarter in life. So that's my two cents. I guess I'll take the wheel here. So oh, yeah. uh, my background is I came from a, I'd say, lower middle class family. Grew up in upstate New York, moved to New Jersey when I was nine. Um, similar to Tennessee's background. I mean, when I moved to New Jersey, my mom had a job, but my dad was unemployed and waited a while to find a place that they could afford. Um, so I've seen it from the side of you get by with just what you need and as i've gotten older um, and i've been able to provide for myself i'm to the point where money's not really an issue but i've seen it from where it was so i can appreciate both sides um, my background's more in like the analytical side of real estate finance that kind of stuff i come from an engineering background so i'm hoping just to be able to provide a different outlook what, what you'd expect in finance like how i analyze deals if i'm looking at a stock what i look for and uh, just be able to provide that kind of insight. Uh, I have family that's big, does pretty good business. So they have a business background, hoping to provide some insight that way. And uh, I have family that's big in the real estate. So if I'm able to provide some information, like Tennessee said, if I can help one person out, that's what I'm here for. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like we're all like-minded in that aspect. Like we just want to help people. Yeah, and have fun with it. And have fun with it. Yeah, do good, be good, and be good at it. That's right. That is the goal. And have ChatGPT write everything for us. Dude, it's amazing what you can learn if you learn how to write the correct questions or give it the best instructions. <sighs> Blows your mind, man. Yeah, yeah. So when are we doing our next podcast, dude? When do you want to? I don't know. I just Thursday like work for you? Dates, so that way, if I try to bring someone on, I can be like, look, we're doing it this day. Not like, oh, well, we're possibly doing it these two days. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to pick a time so we can tell some of the time or if I get somebody. Yeah. Well, you want to do it each week? I would like to do it at least one a week. Okay. Well, I'm game for that. Was Thursday a good day or? I mean, this is Monday. I mean, my schedule is wonky. So, like, John's good on Wednesdays. Um, Next week. Well, actually, this it was good that we did it on Monday this week because I'm on nights this week. But Wednesday next week works for me. Um, Actually, the two the next two Wednesdays work for me. But you're going to have that mouth surgery. Are you even going to be able to talk? Oh, my, 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 my. That's not for another week and a half. We'll worry about that. You get good laughs. Right. I'm, I've had I'm to relearn to talk with my tongue just because the ball's so big. You do like I talk like now. this for a little bit. And now I feel like I've gotten rid of most of the lisp. But I have to, like, overcorrect with my tongue so it, like, really wraps around the ball to make some sounds. It took me a little bit to get used to. Hmm. Definitely strengthen up the, the download licking game. 14. Say what? What's that? I said, I said it strengthens the third through the fourteenth. Third to the fourteenth. Yeah. Well, that's he means he's going to miss another week. What the fuck, John? No, no, no. I will be, not him. Oh, that's Tennessee. You guys well, can do I a guess... podcast without me. You can do it remote. You can just cancel your vacation. See, yeah, that ain't happening. Where's your vacation? Where are you going? Uh, I don't know if it's. I think it's Maryland or maybe Virginia. I'll just have to drive down to Maryland because I don't have a mic. There you go. Just, take it. just go on um, vacation with him. 
Frontier Town. It's like a little bit away from Ocean City. Ocean City, yeah, so Maryland. With Junebug or? I think Junebug's coming for a couple of days, but it's just me, Steph, and TJ for, I think, a week. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll be solid. Yeah, they got like water parks and shit for him to do. That's sweet. Good times. Yeah. So That's it'll be cool. fun. So yeah, well, like I said, I'm... Podcast, but you guys can do it without me. I have faith. I'm well, I'm game. It's not harder for me. It's harder for John. So I'm gonna leave that between you two to figure out. I'm still done though. That's not that's not next week, right? No, it's, it's three weeks. Right yeah, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, so well, that's too far away. That's yeah. too. Do we have any ideas for? Well, that's why I said like if if we plan it for next Wednesday, I can probably get someone with nine days notice or eight days notice. Okay. I have one person I want to bring on. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Brian, Brian Balls, <laughs> but uh. He's a gator lender, and he's he knows what he's talking about. So a lot of people awesome. have approached me about the whole the whole lending thing. They're like, "Oh, well, you can make a lot of money," and I'm like, "Yeah, you can make a good amount of money, but you have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to protect yourself. You have to know how to look at a deal. You know how to, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot more to it. Money, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I again, that's a hot topic that a lot of people that I know personally want to hear. So I think that'll be a good one. Um, yeah, I'd be I interested bring, to learn that. More about I would, that for I sure. Would like to bring Nick on just to talk about the paperwork side of it because yeah, it's boring, but it saves your ass, you know. Um, Dude, that's some like the boring stuff on. is. I feel like what is the most important stuff. You know, you get lost in yeah. the glamour, then next thing you know, you lose all your money. It's not really right worth it. So I'd like to bring him on, um, Mario. I'd like to bring on again. Yeah, like I brought him in for a Zoom, but I'd like to bring him on the podcast. There's a mm-hmm. few people I have in mind. Those are the three that that came to mind. Um, Dennis, this dude Dennis Rogov, he uh, he knows how to raise capital. I think he's raised over like five million dollars for himself, so he knows how to raise capital. I think that would be a good good person to bring on. You know, maybe yeah, eventually like down the pipeline, Pace Pace would be pretty cool to bring on, dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> for yeah. sure. So that's cool. We get to provide a lot of value before that happens. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. I know. Me and John were talking. He knows an insurance person, possibly uh, my accountant. I thought maybe bringing uh, Chris on would be kind of cool just to see like the construction or owning a owning a business side of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Just yeah, I want to hit no, different aspects. You know, like not just real estate. I want to, like I said, paperwork side, lending side, insurance, accounting, owning a yeah. business. You know, like I want to hit all aspects of it. No, I could go with that. I think it's fascinating listening to people about all kinds of stuff it's yeah you never know like where i want to bring on a fix and flipper i want to bring on you know what i mean because like people think of real estate is just either buying and holding as a rental or like a place to live and it's just like dude there's fix and flippers there's people who just do novations there's like you know what i mean there's people who just do commercial like i want to bring every everybody on yeah. plus it's neat because it allows us to connect not only the three of us but anybody who's watching or being involved that can connect to these kind of people too. So if somebody's looking for someone that knows about Gator lending or, you know, the accounting or anybody that needs these services can also talk to these guys or reach out and get more information or subscribe to their service, if you will. Yeah. Cause I will definitely say from all the people I've talked to through all the Facebook communities and stuff, cause I always say this, but like networking is huge. And like the more people you can talk to, the the more it benefits you and them, right? So I would say that a lot of people I've talked to and I'm like, hey, I'm starting a podcast. And they're like, oh, like, yeah, I'll jump on. No problem. You know what I mean? Like 
because one, it gets their name out there, even if it's the five people, but two, it's just people who do things mainly enjoy it, right? Especially if it's their own business. Like you're not going to start a business that you hate doing, you know, like hopefully. So yeah, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I, th- I agree. That's why I was excited when you asked me to come on. I mean, I, I can understand the feeling because you asked me to do that. So, and I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, that's cool. I think it'd be neat yeah. to experience this. So I can imagine other people feeling the same way. For sure. Because dude, at the end of the day, like we all start at the same spot, right? Like in real estate and construction and engineering, like we all start knowing nothing. Correct. Right? And then we learn more and more and more and I think a space like this is a lot better than at college where it's just like you have 60 people in an auditorium listening to one professor and just like you don't get to ask the questions typically. Whereas here, it's just like it's just three or four or five of us that are just bullshit and having a normal conversation that just so happens to be about the topics we want to talk about, you know? Correct. Yeah, I think that my perspective on the education systems changed a lot in the last few years and Oh, I, I, perspective in general. I get, yeah, I get in arguments with people all the time about, it. I said, I don't want my kids going to public school. I want, I want to homeschool my kids. And then when it comes to college, college is, college is a waste of money because of how much it costs. If it was a fifth of the price, I would say, yeah, college is worth it. But the fact that you're paying 30, 40, 50, $60,000 a year, it's not worth it, dude, to come out with a job that you're only making 40, $50,000 a year. Like 90% of the things besides a, like maybe five to 10 actual majors. Yeah. You can I learn to be a doctor or a lawyer. Or... You know what I mean? Besides mm-hmm. your select few, right? Like I don't Correct. want a brain surgeon be like, oh yeah, I have a YouTube certificate. Like no, <laughs> I think I want you to be from like Harvard or Penn or something, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I would I... say like a majority of the degrees are just bullshit that you can learn on the internet. Yeah. I think that's why I was so frustrated with college when I quit. Cause I said, I'm not learning anything of value. They're just sending me here to add all these credits of elective shit and learning like this math that has nothing to do with anything I've ever used till today besides in that math class. So why do I want to go to school? Luckily, I wasn't paying to go there, but I can't imagine people are getting into tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars with the debt so that they can go to school and learn something that's not useful at all, dude. I mean, like, literally, how long do you think it would have taken you to learn what you actually use on a day-to-day basis? Like, a couple months of school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Total? I would say most of what I've used from school, I learned by, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. By what grade? The rest is just filler. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, college was, I learned college was all about money when I transferred in. And they're like, oh, you got to take an art elective. <laughs> so I'm in my like, why? year of college, and I'm taking growth and development of jazz in U.S. history. <laughs> right? Is it makes no sense. Career. How about, like, yeah, I, teach me about taxes or teach me about real estate or, like, that's something that's thing, useful. Like, like, most people don't know how to write a check. Like, that's basic. Like, I understand that we don't really use checks, but that's just one example, right? Like, you don't know how to do basic things. Dude, I remember when I was probably like six years old, I would bounce my mom's checkbook for her. She would give me all the bill- the checks, and I had to go through and check them all off. Like yeah. I was like, you do this shit every month, Mom? This is retarded. They give you a list. Why do you got to check it? Well, me and Steph have the same thing. Like, If 
our parents didn't own businesses. Like that was a huge advantage for us because we learned about taxes and writing checks and like credits and debits and stupid shit like that. Right. But then it's just like you have 90 to 95% of people who they take econ or accounting one-on-one and it's just like, Oh wow. Okay. This is the first I've ever heard about this stuff. And it's just like, dude, this should be basic knowledge. You know, I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. Yeah. I like that. It just gives me an advantage in the sense that most people can do less things. So if I can do more then I have opportunity to do more. Well, no, I agree with that, but I'm also talking about like just taxes, like something every human being has to do, right? Like checks, that's a different thing. Like I would say majority of the people nowadays don't even use them, right? But taxes, everybody has to do them. Yeah, and why is it going to be so complicated you need to pay a professional? Right. And then you tell me if I'm wrong and then take the right amount anyway. So why don't you just tell me what I fucking owe you? Well, well, yeah, that's another discussion, (laughs) right? That's a tax industry, creates job. But it's just like 401ks, bro. Like people put in the 401ks just because they don't know. They they just lack knowledge. And if anyway, I don't like a 401k because your money's tied until you're whatever the age is. What is it? 59 and a half. 59 and a half. You can't touch that money without being taxed on it. Well, something I, I mean, you couldn't take the money otherwise without getting taxed on it either. So, um, I mean, if you. Yeah, but like, like I mean, I real estate, can, for example, right? Like if it appreciates in five years, I can either refinance, I can sell it. There's multiple ways I can get my money out of it. If I invest in stocks and it goes up, I can take my money out of it. But like a 401k, you can't touch it. So if that, if that shit, can you tanking, get a loan against you're it? tanking with it. And I think it's funny that the government has their own 401k that has perks. Like it's called a 457B where you can withdraw your money at like 49 and a half, no penalty. But that's only. I, for, that's only I just hate companies. that your money's locked, dude. Like that to me is a scam. Well, you, they did that. Can you take a loan on it? You can. Yeah, you can, but you pay the interest that you took the loan out on. So, like, you, so it's not zero percent, in other words. Yeah, like you're basically any money that you're making during that time period is going towards the interest. It's a break. I was curious, but they. Yeah, that. That's another thing on my list. I want to find out about getting like transfer, see if I can transfer 401k to like a Bitcoin 401k or I don't, well, I don't know. I haven't yeah, like an it I, I think it's called iTrust. But like a lot of people, once they learn about different things, they put it into a self-directed IRA and the self-directed IRA you can do a lot more with. It's a lot more flexible. But the 401k was created because companies they want to pay a pension anymore. But so mm-hmm. it was a way out. It's just like, look, we don't have to give you money forever. And you're in, investing in the stock market, making 10% a year. So be happy with it. Yeah, but that's what create the rules that are in a 401k were established to stabilize the market. Basically, you're pumping money into this supply and demand. So the demand for stocks is there because you're just throwing money in every month. Yeah. And then you can't pull it out. So it only increases the demand. So prices keep going up. And that's why they a lot of people say that like 401ks are the reason that the stock market is consistently going up. Oh yeah. At 10%. But again, it goes back to lack of knowledge, dude. Like people don't, people don't know anything else because companies are just like, yeah, well we give you, we'll match 3% in your 401k and stocks never fail I, see, until I, they do. I like the idea of the 401k because it's like you said, it's a hundred percent return on that 3% or whatever the match is. And anytime you can get a guaranteed hundred percent, but then all the drawbacks are horrible. They're horrible. Like if you do pull your money out, you basically took a 50% cut. You you're getting less out than you put in because you pay the 30 percent penalty then you pay income tax on it so effectively 50 percent. yeah i'm not a fan of 401ks 
Yeah, I think that's something that's like may may have an appreciation as you age, where it's more less risky compared to with being that we're somewhat yeah, younger. Yeah, but why not invest into an S and P five hundred ETF? It's the same thing. Yeah, index funds. And then if if you see that the market's going down, just take your money out and then invest in the crypto or, or real estate or something. Well, at that point, you would have already paid taxes on it, right? The way you you're will pay. Well, you will pay taxes unless you buy real estate to offset them. But yeah. So this is something new I learned with the uh, 1031 exchange, because I thought when you did a 1031 exchange, you basically reset the clock on your depreciation. Okay. But what it does, is it actually offsets your cost basis. So like my depreciation value is not off of the new house value. It's off of the cost basis. And the cost basis takes the new purchase value minus is out the 1031 exchange fund. So I bought this place in Elmer for 215 but I had to take off the $83,000 that I transferred over. So my cost okay. basis is really only whatever. So yeah. you can't, you can't write it off twice. In other words. Yeah. And I always thought that was the, like the key. Like you could just keep doing 1031s and reset that clock and start depreciation all over. The only, the benefit of the 1031 is that if you do that long enough, by the time you die, you, you can pass that all to your family and that's all for, there's no, it's, like, for, it's forgiven. It's right? all forgiven. It's not forgiven, but it, we'll just use that word. It gets wiped away. Yeah. Well, I would imagine you're talking about like through a trust to transfer it. In general. Yeah. Whoever it gets passed to doesn't, the tax liability is not there anymore. So if I had a kid and when I died, I gave him my house that's paid off. There's no tax consequences for that? The, the depreciation value. Basically, the cost basis goes back to the full value. So you're not giving somebody... You, they don't get taxed on the transfer of the, all the deferred taxes. Like all the deferred tax money get disappears. Not sure if I fully follow, but I think I'm catching up slowly. Yeah, basically with depreciation. I'm dead, so I don't give a fuck at that point. You know. Yeah, you're dead. But exactly. I'll do what I can while I'm here, and when I go down south, then you know what am I going to do? <clears throat> but no, I got you. That it, if you can uh, avoid paying taxes as long as you can, it's only allowing more money to multiply more times before they take their right. their whack of it. It's just a shame that you even have to do this with money. You shouldn't be able to grab, you know, earn money, hold it, and then eventually you can still spend it and get shit. And unfortunately, it's not how it is. Right, right. So I was having ChatGPT help make me a list of 68 things. Was I telling you this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I get high and forgetful sometimes. But yeah, I had to do it twice, and then I was like, put them all on a list, and I put them in order so I can hopefully remove the duplicates and then narrow it down to things I like more. Dude, two rabbit holes i would love to go down yep. in future episodes okay one is rockefeller and how okay. he pretty much still to this day controls the country mm -hmm. and two money or the federal reserve starting in 1907 okay two rabbit holes i would love to talk about dude because you can go deep i need to read that book deep no absolutely weren't you talking about someone you had on that was there uh, was a conspiracy theorist or something like that or is that rick yeah my buddy perry i want to bring him on eventually right. probably it's probably going to be a couple months but yeah big conspiracy the way, theorist it blows my mind some Not of the with things of that those you hear things but like with with me and him get into some deep conversations sometimes have you ever heard of the rothschilds oh there mm -hmm. we go here we go dude that fascinates go. me man I'm, I'm down to listen to whatever but you never you see these lists of like the wealthiest families. Why don't those families show up? See, this is the stuff I'm talking about, bro. Dude, because if you're a real stuff. fucking boss, you're worth more than that, but you don't make the list. 
That's the real exactly. G's. Bro, if John didn't have work tomorrow, we could talk mm-hmm. about this for like two hours. They're worth trillions. They they basically own the Federal Reserve. Well, it's not just them. It's, it's, it's the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. It's like all they could buy that coin the Fed's going to print for $1 trillion. That would be dope. I put that in my coin block next to my silver coin. Oh, fuck. I spent it. <laughs> Dude, I hope they keep printing money, man. It only makes Be honest. So inflation is great for people that have assets. Right. Because it only makes that asset worth more. Just because think of it like this. Everything else, something to help me. I stopped looking at money, dollars, like it's the money. It's just Correct. a money. Correct. Whether it's Bitcoin or it's pounds or it's whatever. You're just trading one for the other. It's all the same shit. You yep. know, it's all just a denomination of the other thing. So whatever it is, whether it's money or a house or stock or, you know, Bitcoin or anything, just ones. And that's kind of helped me gain appreciation for as like the dollar strengthens. If it strengthens is part of the reason that the price of Bitcoin goes down because the value of the dollar relative to a Bitcoin is more, you know, so it's not necessarily the value of Bitcoin drop, just the value of the dollar went up. You know, so sometimes that helps me give a better mental picture, especially if you're trading from coins like you're going from ETH to Monero or something. Or you're switching between these ones that are neither of them are denominated in dollars. And you're like, well, why is it point this, this, this? And it gets, you know, especially if you're buying it and then selling it from one denomination to a different denomination. It's like, OK, now I can see why most people just want to think in dollars. It's sim- way more simple. Well, it is way more simple, but the, I like the way Andrew Tate put it. He goes, in order to get my Bugatti, all I did was transfer numbers from this account to this account. There was no money exchange. You're just moving numbers. That's all money is. It's At this point, it's just numbers on a screen, and you're just moving it from this screen to this screen. That's it. Is he still in jail? No, he's out. Both of them are out. Yeah, they're on house for us. Free top J. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> nah, I love his post. Some of the shit that he says, and I could see why kids buy into that stuff, too, for good reason. No. I agree with a lot of the things he says. Like some of the things are out there, but I agree well, with I a lot of the things he says. Some of the things that are out there are because his his perspective is such a different slant to the than the normal person. You know, like if you're completely providing for a woman, then it's fair to completely expect her to provide her side of this for you. Whereas let's say if you have a wife who works, then it's fair for you to provide some of the womanly chores, if you will. Because you're both yeah. contributing the man side, if you will. And, right. you know, that, so that sometimes sounds a little off when he says it, but he's coming from this perspective of if I'm this high value man, I've got the money and I've got all this and that. Okay. Then now you have the right because you've provided that value to that woman to demand more things if she wants to stay a part of your life. You know, and I think most people don't look at it like that, where these girls are gaining such an amount of, of abundance from him that. Hey, listen, you don't like me. Have a great day. I'm going to invite the next girl in because you just made a seat for her next to me, you know, and yeah. I'm going to keep on doing me and being good and promoting kids to be better. And, you know, well, look where I'm it's sure got you saw. Did you see did you see Bradley's post? I think it was yesterday or the day before he goes, people get mad at me because I throw my laundry on the floor and I say I yep. have I have a magic floor like so I a throw magic my wallet. shirt on the floor. And then the next day, it's dry clean and ironed and back in, yeah. in the uh, 
in the with my other clothes right and he goes yep. a lot of people get pissed off and it's just like well that's not fair you shouldn't be treating your wife like that and it's just like well she doesn't complain because she has a magic purse she goes she opens it up there's money in there <laughs> but yeah, it goes just, back to and not for thing, nothing right? we have a maid <laughs> not that it should matter right but yeah and the, oh he said the other day if if your wife can outspend you then you're not doing it right then you're not making enough money exactly yeah so well, that's what I, I tell people that all the time. I said, you guys don't have spending problems. Nobody has a spending problem. Nobody in this world has a spending problem. You have an earning problem. You don't mm -hmm. earn enough to validate the amount you spent. Is he the one that also said that he would be embarrassed if he wasn't making over 400000 a year? No, that's Grant Cardone. That's Grant Cardone. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. Like, just because I'm not making four hundred grand, I mean... Not everybody's going to make four hundred grand. No, it doesn't make you any less of a person. No, I think it depends what you value. I think what he's trying to say is that if you think four hundred grand's a lot, you can make more. Oh yeah. So don't settle for four hundred grand because there's people like Andrew Tate said at one time he was he was uh, somewhere in Dubai, right? And he was just like, "Look, I'll pay twenty grand a day for this room and or for this condo." And the guy was like, "Well, there's someone willing to spend thirty grand a day." on a condo right and he was just like dude there's so much money out here in the world you don't even understand it and i think that's green cardone's point is just like when you think that you've made a lot of money there's some there's another dude with a bigger dick out there sure but like i just didn't like the way he spun it like he would be embarrassed if he only made that like well grant cardone comes off as that very pompous arrogant person yeah i, I get what he was going for but fuck it. if you're if you're making two hundred fifty thousand. You're doing better than 99.9% .9 of the world. Well, I guess the argument I'd have against that is, is are you judging yourself versus everyone else? Are you judging yourself versus what you can be? You know, what, what is important to you isn't necessarily money. I mean, Mother Teresa had a ton of impact and made virtually no money. So it's not necessarily about the money so much as it is your impact. And if you feel like you're having an impact that's worth it, then the money takes a second row seat to that. Yeah, I think as long as you can provide, like, you don't have kids, but... As long as you can provide for your kids and yourself and you're happy, uh, nothing else really matters. I agree to an extent, but I had a conversation with someone the other week and they asked me what my goals were for the next year. And I said, I don't believe in goals. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, because I feel like if you have goals, you limit yourself. Like I had goals last year and I beat them, but that's because my goals weren't high enough. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I feel like I told him my goal is I want to see what my potential is. Mm -hmm. So whether that's a hundred deals in a year or five deals in a year or zero, zero deals in a year, I just want to see what my potential is because I want to get 1% better every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you keep working, I mean, personally, I like to have set myself goals, even if it's little goals that I can accomplish. And then I know that, you know, that I can get up and have like for myself, I write them down at night or I try to. Sometimes I don't, but if I can, I found that if I do make the time, write them down at night, then once I get done going to work and yada, yada, then I get home and I sit down and then I can have something to focus on. All right, this is the things I need to get done today. You know, if I can get these three things done today, then I don't even worry about like beyond that. I'm cool. Like, great. I go fuck around if I want, you know, most of the time I keep working, but at that point I know anything else is like gravy on top. And that's definitely helped me. Because I sometimes I would look at my overall list and I'm like, oh man, there's so much shit. And then I just feel overwhelmed. Whereas since I started using this book where it has me pick three things, the top goals, 
then I have the time to think about it, say tonight of, okay, what do I want to do tomorrow? And then I know I, I'm not going to fuck myself by picking these three things that I can't accomplish. I pick three things that I can accomplish. And then the next day I still have this, oh, I don't feel like doing this before I look at it. And then a lot of times I look at the things and I'm like, oh, okay, I can do these. And then I start doing them. And when I do, it's like, I feel way better than when I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like to look at things like the way Alex Ramuzzi puts it, right? Like at 65, 80, pick some arbitrary number when you're older. Are you going to look back and be happy with what you did today or upset? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just like, well, I didn't make whatever, five phone calls today. Am I going to be happy about that at 65 or man? You know what I mean? Like, obviously you want it in a grander scale. So like for me, it's just when I look at a property and I get nervous, I'm like, well, is 65 year old me going to be happy that I pussied out or am I going to be mad that I pussied out? And it's just like, well, I'm going to be mad at myself for not doing this. So just do it. Like, yeah, it's scary, but guess what? The more you do something, the less scary it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Justin Waller? No, he's, um, he's friends with the Tates and he said he has a chat, like a text thing with himself that's, he calls it his, um, the old man rocking chair chat. Something like that, that he texts himself as if he's an 80 year old. You know, he's like, I just picture myself as the old dude sitting in a chair when I can't do shit. I can't get up. I can't even do anything, you know, but just look at the phone. And I text that dude. And if anytime I got a big decision to make, I text it right in there like, hey, you know, what should I do? What, you know, what, what would I, what are your thoughts? And then he's like, I just try to think of it as if like, what advice would I give myself if I was sitting in that chair? Like, you know, when I don't have the opportunity to get up and go do shit anymore. So I thought that was a pretty cool ex- perspective as well. Yeah, I would agree. But it all goes back to mindset, right? Like what we talked about in the very beginning, it's all mindset. You have to like trick your brain into thinking what you want it to think. As weird as that sounds, like you have to control your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot easier said than done sometimes. Oh, 100%, dude. Like, it happened to me. Like, I've done a cold shower now so many times, and, like, the water hit me, and I still had to tell myself, stop being a bitch, because it's, like, it still sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same with workouts. Like, I hit a certain amount of, like, sets or reps, and I'm like, dude, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And it's just my philosophy, and again, I, you don't have kids, but just, like, Ed Milet said it. He goes, one day, your kid's going to figure out that – you're bullshit and you're lying. Like if you tell your kid, Hey, you can be anything you want. And your kid looks at you and says, well, why aren't you? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. just like, is this what you want? Right. Right. And it's just like, I don't want to look at TJ and be like, dude, you have to work out. It's just like, well, dad, you don't work out. Or it's just like, you can be anything you want. It's just like, well, dad, why aren't you a millionaire? You want to be that. And it's just like, damn, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like looking in the mirror type thing. Yeah. Well, you're trying to provide a good example for your son to right. show like, Hey, this is what you can do. This is what you can accomplish. If you believe in yourself, you know, the tools are available. What do you choose to do with it? No. Right. The hardest part is just making the decision. And once you decided, just do it. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I constantly tell myself, stop being a bitch, dude. <laughs> like with a lot of things, yeah. it's all mind over matter. Yeah. I mean, if you can convince your brain to do something, you can push your body way further than you think. Mm-hmm. So, it's same thing with any decision-making. Sometimes you just got to commit. Well, I've learned that as soon as I debate with myself, I know it's over. I know I'm not going to do it. Really? Yeah. Like it's If it's like, man, I really don't want to do this. And then I'm like, no, you have to. And then I'm like, well, I really don't feel like doing this. It's just like, all right, it's game over. 
That's why, like, if I think about it, I have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I, I, I try to, when I think about something, decide right away. I'm not debating either I'm going to decide yes or decide no, but whatever I decide is what it's going to be. And then I stop debating. That's just me personally. I mean, because I'm, saying, I'm yeah. the complete opposite. If I'm starting to debate myself, I'm usually, I'm doing it. Because, like, yeah. I'll hate myself if I don't. Yeah. And I feel worse. Yeah. Like, I can be like, look, I really, like, there's Oreos over there. I really don't want them. And I'm like, but dude, they're gonna taste delicious, and it's just like, all right, it's game over. I know I'm eating Oreos. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll tell you though, man. Having eaten more healthy, I do. I feel like it's not something I want to stop. You know what I mean? I've enjoyed this 75 yes. hard, even though I told you I, had to, I told you I had to restart because I forgot my photo. But yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I'm disappointed now because I have more time of it. It's something that I like. You know, being sober and eating better food, exercising. It's like. And reading, I mean, these are all things that I would like to continue just as a, a normal thing to do on a daily basis, regardless, maybe yeah. not to post the photo pic because I forget that shit, but, you know, the other stuff that's healthy and, you know. More important stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have that discussion, especially with, like, older people. It's just like, well, I feel good, even though I eat, like, shit for the past 75 years. And it's just like, no, you don't know what it feels like to feel good. So your presence yeah. is good, but you don't know what it's like to feel good because if you ate healthy for even a week, as soon as you eat that cheesesteak, dude, you regret it in within like 10 minutes. Or at least I do. Like, it's just like, damn, I feel. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how I want to take it. First shit. Time goes. Like, I like I feel terrible and then it makes you want to eat healthy again, which is a good thing. Yeah. And I found at least especially being single, it's so much easier because I only buy what I want to eat. There's no other right. fucking snacks in the house in my camper at all besides what the fuck I'm already decided is okay for me to eat. So my willpower only needs to be strong when I go to the grocery store. It doesn't need to be strong every single night when I'm fucking hungry and just looking for an easy snack to eat and grab potato chips, you know, or ice cream or something that's Yeah. Like I love well, eating dude, it. No, what, what I know has helped me is intermittent fasting. Like I was just watching shit about that, dude. That's funny you say that. So so I actually two days in a row this past week I actually went twenty four hours without having a meal and then I'll okay. eat one meal and then do it again. But I would say most days I'm typically typically between like the fourteen and seventeen hour mark. Like the first two days I did it were brutal. Like so, they were hard. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, they were hard. But after the first I would say two days, the third, fourth, fifth day, it's just like now my body's so used to not eating for 15, 16 hours. It's just like I can easily do it. What and they say it's when what are your hours that you choose like at night to the morning? Well, it depends, right? Because I work days and nights. So uh, um gotcha. it it depends. Like so it's not a cycle necessarily, it's just varies. Yeah, like see, that's the shitty part, right? Is because I wanna I believe in the what is it, the circadian rhythm rhythm yeah but i Circadian can't do clock. it because i don't have one because my schedule's so messed up and like i it's hurting me a lot to be honest with you well i've heard that it's not really it's not good for your body being working like no, night shifts dude, you and age shit. so much your body ages so much faster even traveling between time zones is bad for your body yeah because you get off on your clock and it messes with your sleep what intermittent fasting and cold showers have improved i feel like myself so much yeah, I don't think that would be a problem, the fasting part, because I would say up until recently, I started trying to get myself to eat oatmeal in the morning. Besides that, though, I used to go until at lunchtime before I'd even eat, if I ate during the day at all, until I got home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, like, not for nothing, if I could 
just do one meal. I'd say where I get guilty is when I come in and work on the computer, I'll get like, I mean, there are healthier versions of it, but like nuts and shit like that, that I like snack mm-hmm. on or, you know, peanut butter or yeah. things that, but yeah, I would I'm, say there's pros and cons to it, right? Because like at the same time I'm working out, I want to build muscle. So like I should be eating a lot more protein than I am. Cause I mean, realistically, you're not going to, I'm not going to eat 180 grams of protein in a meal and a half. Like there's just no way. Not with that attitude. Yeah. Mind over matter. <laughs> Bro, when you do intermittent fasting, your, your appetite shrinks significantly. Just like, eating. I used to kill like a, like a good steak and mashed potatoes and some vegetables. Now I eat a steak and I'm good. Like it's wild and not because even because you're steak eating like just better food. I think that's helping right. you. I, I don't eat nearly as much as I used to because right. I think what I'm eating is actually food. It's not just this processed shit that tastes great. Well, don't come well they say they say if you start with the protein. So like let's just say you had a steak, mashed potatoes, and vegetables. If you start with the mashed potatoes, and the vegetables, you'll clear the whole plate. But if you start with the steak first, you might not even touch the mashed potatoes or the vegetables because I guess the protein breakdown, like it makes you fuller faster. Yeah, I've heard about where, I don't know about in this example, but foods that are highly processed and have sugars and stuff, the body doesn't know how to handle it. So it also, not only does it turn it to fat, but it tricks your body into wanting more of it. So you think you're hungry, you're not even hungry. It doesn't fill you up until you're overly full. And then it's not even good food that's going to turn it into fat. So now yeah. it's like you wonder why you overeat shitty food and then get fat. It's like a whole bunch of bad comp- you know, decisions. Well, that's the other thing I've realized with this intermittent fasting, right? Like I heard one time from I forget who, and it was like, when's the last time like you were doing something and your body was just like, I'm, I'm hungry. It doesn't because when you're doing something, it doesn't even realize you're hungry. Like eating is an addiction. Like your body, like the whole point of eating is for energy, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you're eating all day and just sitting down, you're not even wasting the energy. You're just addicted to the food that you're eating. I could see that. But that makes me think of something interesting I heard. They were, and this is what got me to order those first form supplements. There was a guy on TikTok talking about the reason that there's virtually no athletes that live to a hundred years old. And his theory is, is that all day they're sweating working out and losing these minerals from their body through the sweat. And if they aren't replenishing them, then they have a deficiency in them. Whereas somebody, if they're sitting on the couch, isn't sweating and isn't losing all these calories. So although what they're eating is shitty, they're still maintaining the minerals and vitamins and things that they have where the people who are exercising aren't. So that, that made me want to get these vitamins and start taking like fish oil and things that, you know, it's just like the simple stuff that the body needs on a regular basis to function. We lost Tennessee. Yeah, it sounded like TJ was crying. Kids. No, so you're an engineer? Yeah. Most Nerd. engineers are dickheads in my experience. Nerd. Yeah. You want to hear my experience on engineers where I work? They They're nerds. fuck everything up. They don't know anything. I, I would tend to mess agree. everything up. Any engineer that says they know what they're doing, they have no idea. They're like, yeah, oh, but well, they this, sure are this confident about it. Handle this temperature and this pressure, and it's just like, well, as an operator, no, it can't. And it's just like, yes, it can. And it's just like, all right, come out to the field. No, it can't. Well, the computer says, and it's just like, well, there's the computer and there's real life, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here telling you it's not. But well, that's why, like, I forget what car company it is. I want to say it's Volkswagen. Like to change the oil, like you have to take it to a shop. They have to drop the entire pan out of the car 
they because they didn't talk to the people that actually work on the car the engineers <laughs> that designed it and they're like yeah but yeah it all fits but it makes no practical sense right it's a motherfucker to work well, with yeah well it's just like the people who make like the strollers for parents a lot of them don't have kids so it's just like they're not making it suited for the people who actually have kids yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit of thinking goes a long way to be fair the I guy that we work like for today was an engineer what just take a survey and actually listen to the people. Yeah. The dude that I was, he was an engineer. I said, huh? I said, that's weird. I usually don't like engineers, but you seem like a pretty all right guy. He's like, well, I mean, I got the degree, but I never really did anything with it. I just owned companies and businesses and shit. So he got the degree, but didn't ever become an electrical engineer. And his wife's like, that's you cool. owned an electrical company? He's like, yeah, that was just, uh. but you could tell this guy. He had some money. They had a big ass like motor coach sitting out front. We're remodeling it because they had uh they flooded with what was it Ian? They said they had six inches of water in there and the sewers broke and were shooting up out of the toilets and showers and shit, dude. The whole fucking house was full of six inches of shit and piss water, dude. I would be so mad. I would, <laughs> I would be so mad. Dude, you won't believe how many times I've heard stories like this, dude. I had a customer. They literally swam out of their window to get outside because the water was up. It was above the fucking kitchen cabinets, the base cabinets. Can you imagine? Like the water, like you're standing up, right? And you got water here. They got water fucking. <laughs> Dude, it was like they had to tie on to their fucking house so they didn't float away. One of the neighbors down the street owns a boating company, like a, <clears throat> a boat yard. And luckily he had a boat at home. He went around his boat and picked people up from different houses on the street. They had like 45 people at their house during the storm because he went around and just was collecting them. <laughs> now he's doing this in the fucking storm, bro. So he's, he's, the guy's telling me, he's like, yeah, he's out there like gunning it. And the car thing is just barely moving forward against the wind. Like you talk about, <laughs> man, my man stepped up. Like, would you want to hop in a boat and go out in a fucking hurricane and look oh, for people no, who are no. in trouble? Like, oh, God no, bless that, man. The other way. I'd be going with the wind. Well, apparently he had a second-story house, so everyone went up and stayed on the second story of that. So yeah. I can't imagine, dude. I mean, like, there's places where there used to be a house. If you're going out to Pine, uh, Pine Island through Matt Lachey, there's places where, like, the corner lot used to have water on both sides of it. Now that corner lot isn't there anymore. And the <laughs> lot is just one corner over one property. Like, they lost their house, whatever boats and shit they had, and the fucking land, bro. Like, not even dirt is there. It's just water. And like, wasn't there a house there? Yeah, now it's a Yo, lake. Could you imagine being, like, catty corner to that? And you're like, well, now I have a beachfront property. <laughs> property value just went up, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'd be protesting. Don't let them rebuild. Don't let them rebuild. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's nuts. Gosh. It's going to change Fort Myers Beach a bunch, I'm sure. It gets rid of all the riffraff, and they don't have to, you know, everything will be upgraded, new building standards, yeah. and more expensive buildings, and higher class folk. So, I mean, to some degree, I think that's a good thing. No, that is a good thing. Property values go up. Clients Less locals, up. you know, but more, more value for the area, I would say. Mm. You think they're going to make people raise their houses? I think the rule with FEMA is once it's over 50%, of the home value i don't think it includes the land then they have to bring everything up to code 
So yeah, what is code? Like, do they have to be, if they're in a flood zone, they would have to build up, I believe, or I see, I say that now I'm, I'm I must be wrong because Cape Carl was a, made into a flood zone and they're, I don't know that they need to be stilted. It might depend on what zone maybe. Right. Cause I know I was looking at a property and they had a house on it that had been flooded and there was the guy was talking in such a way that led me to believe if you were going to redo the house, you'd almost need to build on top of it or build one separate and do it on stilts. So I don't know the answer on that, although I'm curious. So what made you go with a camper? Well, one part is I was looking for another project that will keep me busy. And that's something different than I've done before. And I think that we're in for something that's going to happen with the market. So my thought originally was if I can sell my house and work with my camper while I wait for some, whatever's going to happen to happen, then hopefully I'll be prepared to take advantage of it and have a little bit of liquidity to jump at the right time. Hopefully, I don't know, maybe now is the right time and I'm missing out. But I mean, from what I see, it certainly seems like things are headed in a direction where something funky could happen. So I guess my question is, do you have a buy box? Because I came, someone hit me up with a property in Cape Coral and it was, I think the interest rate was in the threes. I think like low to mid threes was the interest rate. The PITI was, I think, 2,600 bucks. But all in all, the entry fee was like 70 grand. Yeah. I I think what I told the guy before was I think I'm more flexible depending on the deal. However, if I'm looking for what I want, I kind of want something with a little bit of land. I'd prefer to have a pole barn yeah. than a house. Personally, yeah, this like, was I mean, Cape Coral, so you know it has. No yeah, money. so that's that was the reason I was leaning away from Cape Coral because they're more like it's neighborhood houses. Not that I don't like yeah, that. I, something like I want yeah. something I can pull trailers back there and have set up a wood shop in the garage and be able to, you know, uh, kind of like Chris's. Yeah, yeah, I would say I'd like to at least be on an acre to five, maybe ten. I don't know. Just depends on I guess what happens, but something that I don't have to worry about the neighbors being up my ass and. I can kind of do what I want there. Yeah, for sure. So that's yeah, something not, I would want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I was looking up pole barns and they don't seem like they're like crazy expensive. So no, I mean, that was encouraging. The thing I'll need to figure out would be is, is I'd need to get electric and plumbing to it to be able to. Well, that'd probably be the most expensive part, right? Um, I don't think my guess is that would cost. Le- well, I mean, just getting it to the building, probably less than the pole barn. Running the whole thing, maybe not. No, probably still less. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think once I get power to the site, then I can power the camper, and then I can figure it out, and then there's not pressure on figuring it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I could find something that has power or has, I mean, if I Really, I just need to figure out what it would take to get power and how long that takes just to be knowledgeable of it. Right. And I kind of want to move I further think, south, if anything, like either around I, here or south, because I like yeah, the idea of being around if, the Naples. If we go down there, I would want to build, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, that's an option, too. Yeah. I, one thing I'd suggest is, is to come down and even rent for a little while to figure out where the fuck you want to be. You yeah. know, because I like Cape. Don't get me wrong. It's not where I'd want to build a house, though. I would agree with that. You know, and you might find out like I like the idea of being closer to Naples, even though it's further from work, because I think that Naples is a more affluent area that is gonna lend itself to 
more abundance, if you will. So, yeah. you know, like if I could put myself more around the crowd of the people I want to be like, then I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Like I, I was at Chris's house the last time I was down. I kind of like that area, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's his, only like his like, neighborhood or whatever. Like that's a nice neighborhood. Yeah, if you're going from the shop to his house, you're going up 41 and you make a right on Briarwood. And that road kind of goes like this and and then eventually you turn off to go to Chris's. But that road, if you continue it down, there's a couple of houses I've look, looked at back and there was a, a couple lots. And I think one had a pole barn on it that I've looked at. And I like that area. It seems like there's a decent amount of houses with land and that are like quality houses. And some of them were like... Well, that's you know, my thing. Like, I, I want I want land. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have a neighborhood that has other houses that have value. You know, there, it wasn't uncommon to see a million-dollar house in the neighborhood. You know, so if right. you did build something, you're not worried about overbuilding the neighborhood when you go to sell it or if you wanted to. Yeah. For what it's worth. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ideally, I think a property with land to build a pole barn. I also like the idea of building a mini house, like a tiny house mm. for myself. And then with the idea of making that into a guest house eventually. You know, someday down the line when I want a bigger house because there's a female involved or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. But did you see Kramer said that the investors are in for a fantastic wave of something or other? Time sell. Yep. Get rid of that drop. shit. You heard that? That Kramer said it? No, I did not. Yeah. So so apparently something bad's on its way. I got a whole bunch of buy orders set all the way down Bitcoin down to like 15 grand or something, 14 grand. Oh my God. Was he talking about Bitcoin or was he talking about the stock market? I, he may have been talking about the stock market, I, I think, but it seems like whatever he's predicting is about the hit that would be fantastic for investors. Uh, yeah. He's saying, yeah, it's going to go on the downslip then. So I'm thinking that it's going to go on the downslip because at least a lot of what they point out goes against what Kramer says. Yeah. Yeah. Mom likes them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And dad doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm of the mindset that you could have been a blind monkey the past 20 years and you would have made money. So like, you know what I mean? Like you could have thrown darts at the dartboard and as long as they hit the dartboard, they were going to work. So yeah, this has been the longest bull cycle ever, literally ever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is is like point me in a direction of where you think it's going to keep going. Good. You know, we're at the highest prices. It's like high interest rates, like, what at some point it'll end it's maybe not for another 10 years i don't know but at some point it will go down you know i could see being an economic boom is if interest rates come back down to like the high to mid fours yeah but i think that'll happen in like a year and a half but i think when that happens people are gonna be like all right now's the time to take advantage of it and that could drive home prices up even further that's about it yeah well i'm curious to see how the rates Because they say it's a lagging indicator. So, you know, what the rates are happening is going to show up in the next 6, 12, 18 months. So if that's the case, then, you know, and what's going to happen with all this industrial space that people who are now working from home don't need? Oh, well, that that's the bigger issue right now is commercial. And if mm-hmm. commercial goes down, that's a huge domino. Yeah. So I mean, if could... people are working from home, I think the warehouse is going to be fine because you're going to need to have terminals for shipping companies to have have what issues what's that i didn't hear what you said it's like amazon's gonna need more terminals all these companies staples um anybody that ships target they're gonna have to have more terminals to get stuff if everybody's working remotely there's just more locations people need stuff what's gonna suffer is the like like retail space the store like 
I mean, storefronts. Like, like, store that doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah, you're talking like Bed Bath and Beyond, like, like, like Macy's or JP. Yeah, like GameStop. Like those little niche stores are going to suffer because. Don't say GameStop. I'm invested in GameStop. It's a horrible investment. How about AMC? Are you invested mm-hmm. in AMC though? No. No, no, no GameStop's profitable. They're, you know what I mean? They're in the, in the good. Fucking AMC. I haven't, I don't know. I've always been curious since I heard about the apes and all that with Jamie. And I've been, the more I read, it's like, I'm not like all, oh my God, definitely. But it's enough to make me throw a few dollars at it because all of a sudden, if it turns into a phone number, I will sell. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> if it turns into a phone number. Yeah. You know what I'm great. saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> It just seems so suspicious, all the information they have about this naked shorting and a shady shit that goes on. And I think it's it's just going to come to light with all the information that's getting shared nowadays of how shady shit actually is. Oh, well, I think that's one of the, the best things about like the past five years is like so much information about all the shady shit that's going on in this country and other countries has come out to light and people are actually recognizing it yeah yeah andrew tate said he'll do uh twitter live if he got a hundred thousand likes on retweets on his on his post about it i gotta see where he's at he was at like 40 some thousand last time i looked oh i don't know where he's at so what's our topic for wednesday thursday what day wednesday what do you guys want it to be and i'll try to see if i can get someone on like i said i i was gonna go with like lending but it can be anything okay well something that i'm curious about and doesn't have to be next week um, <clears throat> would be is call contacting people who are pre foreclosure. Okay. So that, get, that I'd like to learn. I think that's that if stuff goes down or eventually if, when See, it does that, that falls in. So you want to learn about like wholesaling? Not necessarily. I mean, if I could find a deal, I could keep it. I don't necessarily have to sell it. Well, all right. I shouldn't say wholesaling, but like the way wholesalers do it is like they get data from like a prop stream or, or batch leads or whatever. And then they have, most of them have virtual assistants that do the cold calling. And then when they finally find a prospect that's somewhat interested in selling, they make the final, as like the salesperson, they make the hot lead into either they buy the property or they wholesale it. Um, So it's essentially like what you're asking, like talking to people about pre-foreclosures or people in any type of pain point. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I've watched some of Pace's videos on it. So I have a little bit of ideas on stuff. I think it it's one of those things I still want to learn more on and get involved with too, because I think that has a potential for being a good source of leads over the next. So, so just talking to leads in general, or like specifically pre foreclosures. I like the pre foreclosures, and the reason for that is one: if they've already had their loan, it's a lower rate than I'd be able to get on the loan. Probably, um, they've already started paying on it, so it may be in. I, I mean, they may. Be in equity if they bought it long enough, they may not owe near as much as the house is worth, and so that could get translated either to more money for them or better deal for the property. And a lot of times with that, the impression I get is is that people are more looking to get out of having a problem than they are to like making something good of it. So if you're able to help them with their problem, then you can find deals that are a less expensive house, a lower interest rate. You know, now whether you decide to keep it or wholesale it, your options are open and I don't know. I like that idea. I like the one, yeah. if you can help people get out of a shitty situation and two, if you can get rewarded for it, then I think it's a win-win. Yeah. I think I have someone in mind for that. Yeah. I haven't, still haven't heard back from Nick. 
So I don't know what's going on with them. Oh, really? Like, I, I told him before, I was like, man, I'm, I'm willing to just hop in. Like, I'm not even looking for like the best deal ever or something like that. I, I said, I'd rather if we can get in and work on something together. I said, because then if I'm helping you out, then I can feel better about calling and bugging you with questions or something, you know, it, and then I'll learn just by helping you. Then it makes sense for both of us. So. Yeah. Well, I know I he's don't... constantly buying deals, but yeah. he wants like equity partners. Yeah. Yeah. He's buying them to keep them or flipping them. Yeah. You would buy like, yeah. Yeah. Like me and my buddy Mario, we're working on stuff for lending. He has, we have access to like, well, I shouldn't say we, he has access to someone who has like between five and $10 million to lend out. So now we're going to get it at a 1% interest rate. And then I'll just charge someone 15, 20, 25% for, and then we'll just make the difference. So why would this person want to give you the money at 1%? Well, we're kind of not telling them that we're making 25% on it. Why would he do it for less than he could get in a treasury bond? Um, So normally what he does is he does what's called transactional lending. And that's typically same day lending. And when you get into the higher numbers, like the 500,000, a million, 2 million, um, typically the higher you go number wise, the lower the percentage of the return. So that's why like a lot of people who loan out like 10 grand, 15 grand, they get 50 to hundred percent of their money back because it's, it's a lower amount, but people who typically lend out a million dollars, especially for transactional lending. So same day funding, they charge 1%. Well, you're talking about 1%. Or 1%. But that's not APR. That's just 1% of the amount. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like. 365% or whatever compounded. Right. So now his number might be different because we're doing uh, three month loans instead of a day. So maybe mm -hmm. he takes 10, 15%, but like at the end of the day, we're making the difference, you know? Yeah. I, oh, I, I've tried to convince my mom of that. I said, it doesn't matter if you're paying 20%, if you can find a deal that makes sense, then do the deal, you know? But I was just curious because if I had, you know, $50 million or $10 million that I was going to lend out, I, 1% on a day is a lot different than, you know, 1% right. APR. So again, this is a Wall Street guy, right? So he doesn't know much about real estate lending or real estate in general. But he, I'm sure he's heard so, of treasury bonds. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still trying to talk to him to see like where we're at because we I have a few deals lined up, but I want to know specifics on like his criteria. So then when I go to someone else, it's not... I'm not holding it up or I have all the information at my disposal so I can then do what I, whatever I want with it. So like if he's going to charge us 15%, I don't want to charge someone else 15% because then we're not making money on it. Right. So Correct. we're still trying to work out all the kinks before we start doing deals. But I've, I've been having Facebook messenger blowing me up because once you put that you have five to $10 million, people just throw shit at you. Yeah, well, if nothing else, it's a good way to get talking to people and then potentially find right. deals. Yeah. Hmm. I'm good if you guys are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Thanks for listening to Paper Profits Podcast. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys. Minute. I was waiting for the applause. You can cut it together. Yeah, Ed, you realize like two out of the three podcasts, we've had internet issues. And those same two out of those three podcasts, John, have been here. Last week Cheers. was flawless. It did go perfectly last week. Now that you mention <laughs> it. I'm not saying it's John's fault. It's just a coincidence. He happens to be here every time it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Black.
It's like the preponderance of evidence says John's involved. <laughs> I think he's pulling the plug. He's like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> he's trying to get out of it. That's fucked up. It is. <clears throat> it is. All right. So next week, Wednesday. Wednesday. Next Not week, this Wednesday. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I can't right. do two days from now. I'm working nights. I mean, you guys can. I can't. Not two days in a row. Tomorrow's Tuesday, right? Tomorrow is Tuesday, yes. Yeah, so Wednesday will be two days. That's what I said. Two days from now. I can't. Oh, two days from now. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm still down to hop one at night, even if we just throw it up and barely talk at all. I mean, not like tonight. I like that idea. Because like I said, like sometimes like I'll just think out loud. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like a second year. Yeah, dude, me and Chris used to hang out on the phone and just leave sitting on the counter when we were working like both on the computers. Sometimes I'd be working hard as shit. And all of a sudden I hear Hey, what blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit, scared. Totally forgot I was on the phone. And all of a sudden he just starts talking to me, you know? Yeah, but, no, I like it, especially, yeah, I I like this idea. All right, well, I'm down to try it and see how it goes. For sure. Especially because, like I said, like, I could use some help with some of these deals, like just thinking them out, thinking them through. I like doing that. I'll be down. Just bounce ideas off me, man. Yeah, for sure. I got If I find you enough deals, I'm bound to find me one, so we'll be good. Right. Correct. Alrighty, my dudes. Well, I appreciate the evening. I look forward to next week. So until then, be good or be good at it. Dude, I'm gonna have to edit this like a motherfucker, like the last one. I think it's I don't think it was as bad as the last one. The last one was actually the first one. I was thinking about